does not think I can do. I think Peter is a success. Use your faith. Brings us to point number three this morning. You're going to have to stand strong. So remember, we're going to take the risk. We're going to use our faith. We're going to get out of the boat. We're going to do whatever, but we're going to have to stand strong because here, I don't want to use this in this point, but I need to. How many of those fear comes back? Fear will return. I'd like to say it won't, but the enemy, now listen. I've already taught you this, but you already know this. The enemy will mess with you in what realm? The, the natural realm. That's exactly right. In, in your five senses. When the enemy is, when he's messing with you, he's got to mess with you in that. That's where he does it. That's where he can do it. He can't do it in another realm you can go to. You can pull things from the spirit realm in. He can't do that. He's got to mess with you in this realm, in the natural realm. When Peter, and we're going to read it here in just a second. When he saw, when he saw, when he saw the waves and the wind, he's, he's being messed with. There's going to be things the enemy's going to do just to show you, just to scare you. Just to get you afraid that in the natural you're going to go, oh, man. But you're going to have to get past that because you've got to look. Jesus, what do you want me to do? So we've got to understand. Strong, stand strong. Fear is going to try to come and get you again. Matthew fourteen thirty, When he saw the wind, the boisterous waves, he was afraid. Beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. See, as soon as you, you know, and so some of you might be going, well, here, Brett, this is easy for me. I'm not going to do what God tells me because if I don't do it, then the enemy doesn't attack me. I get it. But you're not going to love your life. You will live your life pretty much under a rock. And the, and the enemy's cool with that because if he can keep you pushed down, you'll never live to the potential God has for you. You'll never see the dreams and the things that you're believing God for that he's told you. You're going to have to step out of that boat. You're going to have to say, you know what? If fear wants to try to come back, it's okay. Dad's here. It's okay. Dad's here. You know, come to think of it, if I still had to fight and that fight never really ended up happening, they got on their bikes and left and said, my dad's going to come back and get your dad and, you know, all that kind of stuff. (laughs) But even if that fight would have happened that particular time, there's no way my dad would have let three guys try to nail me and beat me into the ground there's no way are you catching any of that turn to your neighbor and say i'm I'm starting to get this now listen you have to tell fear where to go because again life and death is in your mouth it's in who you are not just who you are but whose you are you have the power given to you by covenant by jesus christ to be able to say listen I'm going to do what God says, and we're going to do this thing. Have you ever been afraid, and you went ahead and did it, and are glad you did it? Now, some of that, you know, I'm going to get myself in trouble. Some people will be like, yeah, you mean like skydiving? Like motorcycle jumping? Like ultimate fighter fighting? No, I'm not talking about stuff like that. I'm talking about just doing something like if, uh, how many have been in school and you had to read your paper in front of the class? Did you like it? How many like to go first or like to go last? Which is it? 
Some of you say last, some of you say first. I'm kind of like you. Let me do it, man. I'll get it out of the way. I'll set the bar. I don't care. And then the only problem, sometimes you go first and somebody builds on that. And then you're like, oh, I wish I'd have done that. Because, man, that was great. I should have did that. What a great illustration. So, you know, but that's okay. That's okay. You know, sometimes going first is, uh, can be fun and funny. Uh, we played softball one year. And we, I was at Honda and I took Kim there. We, we, our team played some other line or something for softball and we had some some uh chinese japanese friends or whatever that were on our team and and one guy was what was his name ming or hung or something i don't know what his name was but we said you know how to play softball oh yeah softball yeah play softball okay i said well we're gonna you know so they said nobody wanted to go first and we're we're standing there i'm like give him the bat so we went up i hit a single because that's really if you're a softball player what's the name of the game in softball singles unless you can really hit it out of the park. And, and like a guy like me, most of the time, if I try to hit it out of the park, if I couldn't connect right, it's popped out. Is that right, Scott? And they'll, they'll get it. So unless you can really follow through and nail it through the fence, hit them singles, you can run the people around the base. So I hit a single, ran to first, and Me Sung or whatever his name was came up. And he just, you know, he had on shoes that were too big, and he had on shorts and, and a ball cap, and he just... <laughs> anyway... They, they tossed in the ball, and he hit it, and it was a grounder, kind of went to uh, shortstop between third and second, and instead of running to first, he took off straight across and ran to second or third, I don't know, right across the field, and everybody was laughing so hard, they were like, run, he was running all around the field, and we were all just laughing, so that's what happens when you go first, sometimes you don't know what to do, but you know what, I don't think he ever did that again. It's kind of a silly point, but what I'm telling you is, Sometimes you're going to have to do something afraid. For him, I know it was way out of his comfort zone. He's, he's away from his country. He's with people that, you know, and we're thinking he doesn't speak good English. He's thinking they don't speak good Japanese. I mean, if you think about it from his, people come up to me when I worked at Honda, and they would say stuff like, and all I could get out of that was, where's your team leader? But it would be like, where team Wida? I'd be like, team leader not here. And I'd come, I'd come home and, and you know, Anybody like me, you get around people, I'm just going to, you get around, look at the headlights, you get around people that talk different than you do, and you start talking kind of like they do, and you don't really realize you're doing that. My mom was really good at that, she got around, we went down south, and people come over and say, hey, y'all coming over to the campfire tonight? Took mom about five minutes, and she said, hey, y'all going to come over, going to the campfire tonight, y'all are all welcome. We all looked at my mom like, who are you and where's my mother? And for the rest of the night, she talked like she was born in the South. Wow, we're all going to have some fun tonight. We're like, Mom. So I would, you know, and I've made fun of her. And, you know, again, you got to watch what you do. We had some friends come over and the lady was Korean. And she said, oh, Pastor Boy, you have big yard. I turned to my wife and I said, no fun mo. My wife said, don't, don't try to talk Korean or anything. Just, just. Little insight on my life that you needed, I'm sure. Sometimes you're going to have to do some things afraid. You're going to be uncomfortable. You're going to be pulled in to do things that you may not want to do. But God is wanting to get some things out of you. He's wanting you to go places that you might not have gone. Had now listen to me. Take your fear and let it drive you, rather than let it push you away. Because if you let it drive you, you're going to grab a hold of faith, and fear is going to push, but faith is going to pull. Are you hearing me? And you're going to be able to go okay. Because if you can see God. You can do it. 
If you can see it in the spirit, you can have it in the natural. How many heard that? If you can't see it and believe it in the spirit, you're not going to have it in the natural. You're going to have to get past your natural capacity because God is past that. And he's created you to follow him and work that way. So it's, it's a good thing. So here's point number four. You're going to hang on to God. So if God's calling you out of the boat, obviously stay with him. Hang on to God because here's the point. When you sink, he doesn't. If you get out and you try it and it's a mess and it's a bomb and you don't do it right, he's still not going to sink. He's going to help you. Aren't you glad with God you can retest? If you failed, you get to do it again. Some of us are like, oh. Hey, listen, I just took, I had to redo my insurance um, the continuing education every two years. If you're, if you can sell insurance or whatever, you have to take continuing education. Okay. Past all these other courses. I had one to take. They threw in their annuities. Annuities aren't a big deal, but they had to take this test and it was closed book. Okay. Now I graduated in the top third of my class in high school. I was a class clown in my class. Go figure. Um, I went to college, did all that. I speak for a living. I can't pass this test. I took it, and you had to have 70 to pass. 68. Makes you want to slap your mama. Yeah, 68. I took it again. I'm like, oh, I can't believe that means like one question. They don't tell you what you did wrong. They don't tell you what you did right. Oh, happy day. So I took it again. 63. I took it again. 65. I took it again. 57. This is not right. I took it again. 68. I took it again. 68. I took it again. Dear God. Something's not, I took that thing like 20. You asked my wife 20 times. I'm like this. I'm, I'm just guessing now because I got, you know, I'm like, hey, I've tried every other answer. Let's try that one. You got to wear flapjacks and look, you know, oh, okay, that one's good. And I'm not passing this thing. So I, I contacted the people that gave the test and said and told them what i just told you i mean i i'm not saying i'm the sharpest knife in the drawer but come on and she said let me look at your scores okay look at my scores can i have your password she gives her all that stuff and that's what she says here's what the problem is she said are you taking it from the same computer i said yeah she said it's the computer's fault I'm like, tell me more, because <laughs> I was feeling real bad about myself. <laughs> she said, well, it, somehow it's not taking your cookies or something. I don't like anybody taking my cookies. I like cookies. <laughs> but it's, it's not transferring them or something. It's giving the same answers all the time, except for changing a few things. And I said, well, that's wrong. She goes, yes, that's wrong. I said, ma'am, I've taken this stupid test, God love you, 20 times. She said, I'm going to send you a hard copy, and you can take it, and you can scan it and email it to me. Wonderful. Okay, so that's what we did. Passed it the first time. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I, and I told her, I said, how many people has this happened to? She goes, not very many. It's very rare. I wanted to go, is this what you wanted, God? The next 60 seconds, Brett will take 20 tests. I mean, it took hours. I don't know how many hours I spent going over the notes. I mean, I'm just, but I'm telling you, sometimes you have to go through some stuff, and I was afraid to even take that hard copy test. Because I wanted to put, you know, what's your name? Richard Nixon. I don't know. I wanted to put something on there. I didn't want to even say who I was. Not that I'd want to be Richard Nixon. I'm just saying. 
<clears throat> but you see, God's working. He's, sometimes we're doing things and, and we think this is ridiculous. This is a waste of my time. But my friends, God works on purpose. And there are things that you're being tested about because he's trying to get you somewhere. He's, let me ask you, if you need patience, how are you going to get it? By doing stuff like I just said. <laughs> By just stuff, you know, and God will work with you and you'll, you'll finally get it. Now, my wife was totally encouraging. She was like, honey, you're going to pass this test. You're going to pass it. Today is the day you're going to pass this test. I'm, I'm about to take the test. You're going to pass it. I'm, you're going to pass it. She'd go out and get some groceries. She'd say, how you doing? 68. You're going to pass it the next time, babe. After a while, I'm just like, I will pass this test or, you know, I'm going home to be with Jesus because this test is not going to beat me. Listen to what, is there something that may be along the way? And I, I'm not saying I did all that right. I'm not saying I handled myself great for 20 times taking a test. I didn't. But along the way, I got to reflect and say, God, if I had to just listen to you instead of listen to my feelings, do you hear me? If I'd have listened to God instead of listening to my feelings, maybe I wouldn't have had to take it 20 times. I might have been able to take it about six and go, something's not right here, or five, or two. Listen to what God is trying to tell you. Hang on to God. Verse 31, Jesus stretched out his hand, took hold of him, and said uh, to him, you of little faith, why did you doubt? The first word in 31 says immediately. Say that to your neighbor. You know what that means? That means right now. If, if Peter started sinking right now, Jesus is like, I got it. I got this. So here's what we have to understand. If we're going to be out and about the boat where it's safe, where most people stay, and God is calling us to get out there, then at least even if we messed up and we're like Brett and we took a test 20 times, he's right there. He's never left you. He's not going to say, okay, I'm done with you. Aren't you glad people can say, I'm done with you, but God will never be done with you. I'm going to get this so this fits right, so this isn't blocking my eyesight. Some of you look like you've got a little... <laughs> I don't know what that is doing it's today, but immediately, when God is with you, you might fail, but he never does, and God is always with you. So if we just stay with that, we know God's character. We know uh, that God will never fail us or forsake us. Say this with me. When I fail, God doesn't. When I fail, God doesn't. Amen. You see, God doesn't have a part-time role in the life of a believer. The problem is we have as believers a part-time role in our life for God. And I've said this over and over again. Part-time Christians don't get full-time benefits. We want full-time benefits, but we only want God when we need him. God, I just, I, you know, but, but don't mess with me here. But God is saying, I want to be, be everything to you. When I think about fears, this is what I found. When I focus on my fear, I give it power by just thinking about it. Again, what you feed grows, what you starve dies. If I'm giving power to fear, then I'm losing sight of the presence of God. So I can't see God so well if I'm focused on all the stuff I'm going through. So if I want a clear vision of God, then I've got to stay in the word. and I've got to see what he tells me. God, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to do that? Verse 28, Peter says this, Lord, if it's you, command me to come. 
on the water. And so he does. But you know, when you're afraid, it's hard to see God. If you're really scared, it's hard to see God. There's times when, you know, we have, you know, we have money that we know that, we, that came in that we're supposed to tithe. We're supposed to do something with. But we got this bill. So if we focus on that, it, then it gets, oh, what do we do? What do we do? But if we just say, God, what does your word say? I'm just going to do that. You see, we start breaking through things. And if we try to reason it with our natural mind, that's where we get ourselves in trouble. We got to say, God, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to do it? What's your word say? That's what I'm going to do. And you'll begin to see breakthrough. People get their arms around the truth. Their lives get radically changed. If you get your arms around something that's a truth, you know, this can be the fact. The facts can be like this. Here's what we found. Maybe the doctor's report said we found this. Okay? What's the truth? The truth is what God says. What does God say about what they found? Gravity is in place all the time. It's a law. Um, Here's my coat. If I drop this coat, is it going to float? No. Why? Gravity. It's a law. I can't do anything to change it. Gravity's working all the time. Whether I believe it or not, it still works. The only thing that would make this coat fly is if I stuck it in an airplane or something that will supersede gravity by the law of lift. Does that mean when the law of lift is in operation that gravity stops? No. Gravity's still working. It's just being superseded by that law. What are you telling me? I'm telling you that the word of God supersedes what facts. You know, if you're like, well, my, my father had this, da-da-da-da-da, or my dad's dad had this. So it's coming. It doesn't have to come nigh to you, whatever that is. You can speak against that because you have the truth, and the truth will set you free. But, Brett, the facts are this. We've never had anything. We probably won't have anything. You keep talking like that, and you're absolutely right. But if you put your hand to the word of God, if you'd start getting out of the boat and saying, God, what do you want me to do that's different than what my daddy did? What do you want me to do that's different than what grandpappy did? And if I can do that, and I can apply your truth, it'll change everything. I know people, you know them as well. The doctor said there's nothing we can do for you. Nothing, not a zip. We can't touch what this is doing. And God said, get out of my way, let me in there. And God got in there, and now they can't find anything. And the doctors are going, I don't know. And I know because the truth got in there. you got to wrap your arms around the truth. Jesus said he is the way, and this is the scripture for this church, the way, the what? Truth and the life. You want to have a great life, then the way is Jesus, and you got to wrap your arms around that truth. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Notice it says, I can do. It's not, I will do. You have to choose. I can't, you don't, if you don't want to do them through Jesus, you can try to do them without him. It is a choice. Life and death, again, is in your mouth. I choose truth. I choose faith, not fear. (laughs) Paul, Paul is classic. He writes this, I can do all things through Christ. Now think about Paul. He wrote most of the New Testament. <clears throat> Paul used to kill Christians, thought he was doing God's will. I mean, remember that. That's always nice. God changed him on the road to Damascus. 
and, and now he's serving the Lord. He wrote most of the New Testament. Think about when he, when he writes this, he's, he's alone. He's in jail. He's been beaten. He doesn't know anybody. He's been you know, beat to a pulp. Everything's you know, been taken from him. He's probably going to be, be killed the next day. At least that's what they're telling him. And he writes, I can do all things through Christ. Because this is the same guy that said, if I've got Christ, this is better than death. I mean, he's the best thing that ever happened to me, ever. You know, and I'm going to tell you something. And this is really, if you know me, you know if you've been around me any amount of time, I spend a lot of time complimenting this lady right here on my right and on your left. I do. And it's not because I do it because I feel guilty or I just want to... Do I do it because that's just how God made me and that's just how I think about that. I do it because that's genuinely in my heart. But I'm telling you this, and she knows this because it didn't used to be this way. It wasn't always. It was always like I was putting her in front of him. Are you with me? And so even though I loved him, I put her there. And it made this not so good because it was blocking everything I needed. I had to take her and put her in the spot she needed to be. Does that make sense? Say amen to that. You need to understand, you can't have anything in front of God. You have to have him number one. If you put him number one, all the other things fall into place. All the wonderful things that you're dreaming about, they will fall into place. But you gotta get him numero uno. You gotta get him, do I quit complimenting her? No, I do it all the time. Because I'm supposed to. That's what's in me. But just like Paul, if I didn't have Christ, I wouldn't have anything. Philippians, Paul said, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. He's living with no fear. Listen to this. God, so far today, I've, I've not cussed. I've not been angry. I've not gave mean looks. I haven't stolen anything. I haven't thought any bad thoughts. Not had road rage. Haven't gambled. But God, I'm about to get out of bed now. And I'm really going to need your help. Sometimes we can say, hey, our day's good, but it just, just got started. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of running in fear from the enemy. I'm sick of that. I want the enemy to know when I get up. When my feet hit the ground, I mean, you know, I've got four kids, and Maddie is our, our youngest. She's 19 years old, but I'm telling you what, she's put her angels through some stuff. When she get up in the morning, I think the angels are like, oh, man, somebody take her this time. I, I had her last night. I mean, I mean, just stuff that we're like, what were you thinking? And, you know, just, just things. When she was really little, are you in here, Maddie? Good, let's talk about her. She'd come, she'd come back to me and Kim would be in the kitchen or something. She'd come, her hair would be all slicked back. Like, she was just little. How'd you get your hair slicked back? She'd just come, she thought that looked great, man. She, I mean, it'd be slicked back like just, you know, woo. And I said, honey, you, you can't reach the sink. She said, I didn't have to. There's a toilet in there. Now, Will, in her defense, it was clean water, to my knowledge. <laughs> We'd be like, what? What? Why? And she's just like, I just like the way it looked. <laughs> I don't know. 
But I want to get up in the morning and have the, the enemy going, oh no, he's up. He's up. We've tried to keep him down. What's Gleesman going to do? I want him to know, oh, you better be ready because I'm coming. I want him to know that God has got plans. He, he's got plans for you. You know, everybody gets to wake up and face things. Some days are tougher than others. It rains on the just and the unjust. We just watched the video. You know, you got to breathe in, you got to breathe out. The first original Karate Kid had Miyagi. Wax on, wax off. Always look eye. This one is uh, Mr. Han. Jacket on. Jacket off. Remember. You got to understand, you're going to get up and you're going to go through some things. They seem mundane, but you need to remember. God, I only want to do what you want me to do. And I want to do it in such a way that I do it well. And I do it with passion. You know, if you have a job, I don't care if your boss is watching or not. Do it the best you can do because you're working for God. Let him shine on you. Because your favor, you walk in his favor and he's like, wow. And your boss will see the things that you do. Ephesians 3.12 says, because Christ in our faith in him, not our fear in him, but our faith in him, we can now come fearlessly into God's presence, assured of his glad welcome. The more light you let in, the more of God you let in, the more faith you let in, the less dark is there. You can't really find things in the dark. You let the light in and you can see. Here's point number five. Turn to your neighbor and give him a high five. We'll finish this up. See, a lot of times when we conquer fear, we do something, when we do it afraid, then we're glad we did it. And sometimes we, you know, we, maybe we give somebody else the praise, or maybe we had a book, or went to a seminar or something, and those are good things. It's not bad to get help or anything, but ultimately we want to praise God. Ultimately, your praise, when you succeed and you conquer something, praise God. Whether it's sickness, whether, whatever it is, give God praise. And just know that the disciples, this whole thing started out in fear, and it ended in worship. So the disciples, they gave praise to God. Verse 33, and they were in the boat, worshiped him, saying, you are certainly God's son. When you worship, you don't have time to worry. If you're giving God praise, you're not really worrying about anything. You're just praising him. You're happy about, God, I just thank you. I got through it. Thank you. We made it. You make your goal. Thank you, God. You worship him. Don't focus on your fears. Are you living a life of worship? Are you living a life that pretty much is pushed by fear? Or are you just saying, God, just show me what you want me to do. I'm not going to let fear drive me. You drive me. You lead me. I like to thank God that he's just there. I like to focus on him and give him praise. Psalm 34, 1 through 4, and I'm just going to read the last part of it. Let us exalt his name together. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me, freeing me from all my fears. So I want to recap real quick. Number one, we're going to do it afraid. We're going to admit God. If we're afraid of something, I'm going to tell God, God, I'm not real comfortable with this, but if you want me to do it, I'll do it. We're going to take the risk. We're going to use our faith. We're going to stand strong because fear is going to try to come back. We're going to hang on to God. We're going to stay close to the father. And then number five is we're going to give God praise. Isaiah 43, 1 says, Do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have saved you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Can I say to you guys right now, it's time. Some of you, it's just time to quit being afraid. 
It's time for you to take back your households. It's time for you to maybe take back your lives. It's time for you to start laughing again. It's time for you to start enjoying yourself again. It's time for you to say, you know what? I want to be out of debt. Well, when are you going to start? It's time. Now's the time. Even if you just say, I'm going to do this. And, and God, what do you want me to do? And he shows you something little. It's time. It's time to not be like, oh, no, I'm never going to make it. It's time to stop that stinking thinking. It's time to get better than that. God made you better than that. I want to encourage you today. You, your best days are yet ahead of you. I mean, this could be the most awesome season coming up. You'd just be like, well, I'm going to latch on to God. And man, you know what? You're going to tear the enemy right off your back. If he's been riding you, he can't ride any longer. Tell him free ride's over. And start doing what God wants you to do. Start looking out on the horizon. Maybe Jesus is saying, come on. I wanna, I'm going to say this and I'm going to close, okay? I'm even going to turn that off. My buddy Jay's back there. Wave at me, Jay. <clears throat> Jay's the husband of my niece, Amy. And Amy sits up, stands up here and sings. Jay and Amy are, are walking the walk of faith. He doesn't know I'm going to say this. I never said it in the first service. They're believing God for a lot of things. And then there's things that have been going on that we're, you know, there's times that we're like, God, I don't understand why you've not answered this. Why didn't you do this? I don't, I don't get it. And then as he keeps walking, he keeps looking outside of that boat and they keep saying, okay, uh, God, I'm not comfortable. And, and, and there's that little nudge of the Holy Spirit saying that you need to get out and, and go ahead. And, but God, I'm, it's better back here. No, no, just trust me. And they get out and they start and then God starts unwinding things. Things start opening up. They're about to get a new house in about a month and a half now. And I'm so excited. And he just got promoted when he wasn't expecting it. And now he's got a, a better job with benefits. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. And they've been wanting a baby and they got this house. And he said, man, what are we going to do with all these rooms? And I said, fill them with babies is what you're going to do. And he said, hey, and we got to thinking, God, is this why this has been delayed? Help me, somebody. God knows what you need and when you need it. We got to trust him. You got to be willing to walk on the water. You got to be willing to say, God, if nobody else goes, I'm still coming. If you call me, I'm on my way. God, all you have to do is tell me and I'm getting out of the boat. But what if John doesn't go? What if Thomas doesn't go? I doubt Thomas will go anyway. You still got to go. If he's calling you, you got to go. And you get out on there. But Brett, if I get out, what happens if I sink? So you sink. Okay. But immediately he's going to go. Here's something that you need to know. If you read that chapter. Peter and Jesus walk back to the boat together. I would have loved to have been Peter. Because could you see the other faces? And that's probably wrong. That's probably not even godly. <laughs> I'd be like, that's right. I was on the water. You didn't come out. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, but I did. I'm a water walker. That's right. He gets back in the boat. And I'm sure when, when Jesus was talking to someone else or whatever, you know, you got to know. There's people like, what was it like? What, what was it like? Oh, man, dude, it was I stepped in and I didn't sing. What did it feel like? Oh, it was awesome. And he pulled you right up. Yeah, pulled me right up. He's strong. Oh, he's strong. He's waiting on you. Don't be afraid anymore. Don't be afraid anymore. Let God have whatever you're afraid of and watch what he does. 
Would you bow your heads, please?